Well, Joe, now, if you think about it, you can mm-hmm. say you were on the cover, but have you been in the centerfold? Oh, sorry. Another, that's, another, <laughs> that's another book. That's a different excuse kind me. of, that's a magazine, not a book. <laughs> right. excuse, me, excuse me, excuse me. Back to the book. What I'm really interested in, I was looking through some things, and I would like to know, when you talk about creating what you design. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Joe, Dr. Energy Piazza. Rara is in the house. Catherine Asaro Myers. Welcome back to BU Network Podcast, conversations worth having. On our podcast, you can expect three things. One, the BU guest moment. Two, the BU moment. And three, the BU final moment. As promised, we are giving you a very special audible on each show. Your job, well, not your job, it's to find it. You know the game, Where's Waldo? Well, here we will ask you to listen for that audible. Dr. Energy, do you remember knock-knock jokes? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, some of them are better than others. Dumbest jokes, but they would always make you laugh. What are some of the funny ones that you remember? Knock, knock. Okay, here's one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) I never heard that one. Who's going to give you like the simplest one? Like, knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? (laughs) Is that, did I say that right? Orange glad it's it. No, I think I did oh, it wrong. Oh my gosh, I screwed up banana. the dumbest knock-knock joke. You had it right. You just put banana, and you banana again, and banana again. Then you finally say orange, and then you orange say glad orange glad I didn't, didn't say banana again. Uh, shoot, <laughs> I, I just screwed up knock-knock 101. <laughs> and you're, I'm sure you're not the first one. You won't be the last one. <laughs> I need a little refresher on jokes, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll have to think of that. I'll have to keep some, like, stay sharp on my toes when it comes to good jokes because there's nothing worse than a messed up joke. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Mm, that's good to hear. Now, I was, I'm so excited because we got to see each other and yes. have an amazing birthday, BU birthday party yes. together here in Toronto. That, that was, was great. awesome. That was great. You know, and it was just really good energy to see so many people join us online for that. Um, and, you know, just celebrating that we've been doing this, you know, for a year again, after, you know, we'd been building this business for what would we say seven or eight years and then hiatus and then relaunched. And here we are a year later doing the podcast for almost a year. Right. So it was really exciting. And for some of those friends, it was the first time for them to be on a Zoom birthday party call, right? Like Correct. this is, we've been on Zoom for years, but we use Zoom for conversations. We use it for business. Mm-hmm. We don't typically use it for a play date or a birthday party, <laughs> as opposed to what's happening now with Zoom, meditation, yoga, play dates for kids. Right. We, we talked about this last night. What are some of the things that you're currently doing on Zoom that you never did before? Keep it clean. That you never did before. <laughs> before. Um, so, uh, actually today I was 
doing, I, I'm in, as I've mentioned before, I'm in Toastmasters. And mm-hmm. because of what's going on in the world, we actually did our, our um, division contests, speech contests online on Zoom. And I was uh, one of the officials for the contest. And so we were doing the whole all the contestants were giving their speeches online, which was a new thing for a lot of them and for the officials as well. It was the, the amount of coordination that it took from our, from our district team to put it all together was just, and in such a short time, they did it, put it, pulled it all together in about a week and a half. And it was just, and everybody got briefed and it was just the, our particular division contest went off without a hitch. No, no technical glitches or anything like that. The speeches were amazing. And the contestants did all, all did really, really well. And it was just, just it was just went along tickety boo, at least from my side. So. Right. Right. Well, that's a fun thing to do. We had our rotary meeting mm-hmm. on zoom, but this is funny. We're having a fundraiser where it's $20 a ticket. We get dressed up at least from the waist up men wear ties. <laughs> it's a dinner party. So we have to show the dinner that we make and the funds will go towards charities. Oh, very uh, obvi- nice. Obviously there will be more specific, but guests are invited. So it's Friday night at six or six thirty, And I'm thinking of inviting a few guests who have never done that before. I have never done that before. So instead of coming to, let's say, our rotary meeting at the Old Mill, which mm. we do, we'll do, this isn't every week, this just happens to be this Friday. Right. And I thought that could be a fun thing to invite someone, usually we're inviting them to get on a call, to find out about their business, give an audition, a discovery, a coaching call, we're doing all right. those things. But right. what about get dressed up, make dinner, and meet some new people? I mean, that's different. So that's going to be a first for me on Friday. Uh, that'll be fine. No, I've seen some people on, you know, through the different social media channels getting having little get togethers with friends in other cities and having uh, sharing a drink or social over over zoom or whatever other meeting uh, software mm-hmm. that they're using and you know it's great to see you know and, and I've noticed in the media we've started to shift the words that we're using from social distancing to physical distancing and so people are still being social even though they're apart and i think that that is really huge mm-hmm. for all of us for our mental health to still feel connected to each other um, even if we can't be physically close to each other i definitely agree with you and i love the aspect of not dropping the ball like a for example you having your division contest, not mm-hmm. dropping the ball, us not stopping fundraising for right. Rotary to stop fundraising would be catastrophic. Right. So here we are still able to do that with a lot less, I guess, trouble in the sense of asking people, can they get there? What are they doing? Right. Everyone's in the same, you know, they're all, in, we're all in our homes. I mean, typically right. that's where we should be or in the place that we call home, if it's not somebody else's that we've right. decided to be in or wherever we're, you know, managing this. But I find that when we can keep up with what we were doing before, it brings the new norm. It brings the more familiar right back to our day to day as opposed to, you know, what do I do now? So in terms of our BU moment, are you having the, what do I do now syndrome or what's going on in your industry with how you're handling it? Well, you know, the, as a chiropractor, obviously it's, it's much more helpful to have somebody live <laughs> to be able to adjust them. We could virtual adjustments. We haven't quite got there. Um, but, you know, we're staying, 
we're staying in touch with our with our clients, sending out regular updates. I know that uh, Dr. Tony recently sent out a meditation that he recorded for for our practice members. Uh, I'll probably send out or uh, create something similar, a little bit different, but a little bit different than what his was to send out. Just giving people tools to use, and and I find and and just that staying in contact with people, they're finding it really really helpful. And the biggest question we were actually getting from our from our patients was, "How are you doing?" So they were wondering how we were doing uh, and managing through all of this. And that was, that was kind of eye-opening for me. And I, I really appreciated that people were, you know, concerned and asking what the caregivers, how, how the caregivers were actually caring for themselves. And I was really, that really kind of touched me. So. That is very touching. Well, in the industry that I'm in when we're not doing our BU podcast mm-hmm. is basically my business is also online because right. my ambassador clientele mm-hmm. is all over. Right. So we wouldn't necessarily, uh, over the last 11 years, it's sort of evolved, but we've moved to online right. just because, just right. because it was the client base and how we did business or the time of day, it could be six in the morning or 11 at right. night and just much easier to do that. So I don't feel it that way, but the people and the friends and the companies that I'm speaking with, I'm empathetic with their decisions that they Mm. need to make in their company or the loss of jobs that some of the the leaders are actually experiencing themselves. So I empathize with that, but I'm still in my, but not negating that, I'm still in my same environment, comfortable environment. So that hasn't changed. And it's amazing how we set things up for ourselves and we're cushioned and ready and right. prepared somehow when we have that vision or when we know that timing is right. Yep. Yes, exactly. And I always wondered about that, like geographically, real estate, for example, when right. I was a broker and we were farming areas and then we'd say, well, I'll go 50 miles that way, you know, cause I'm from the States, right? So I'll right. go a hundred miles this way. And you think, wow, that's going to take a long time. Should I make a referral? Those years, which is like 36 years ago mm. to today. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a totally different way of doing business. If we knew then what we know now, <laughs> we probably would have well, yeah, if we only imagine what it's going to look like later on. Like sometimes I wonder, why do I have to wait for the computer to turn on? Why can't I <laughs> have instant access all the time? Put my hand up in the air and just, what is that, NCIS? And just yeah, yeah. wave it and have three screens in front of me it's wherever coming. I am. Why do I have to have a plug and a cord? Like this just seems mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, of course, I do use Bluetooth, but even then you have to charge it. So I, I'm I'm really in the moment and I'm in the zone of of embracing the times of change and observing and supporting and empathizing with what's going on. But I am certainly an activist when it comes to change. Right. Well, what's that? There's that saying that necessity is the mother of invention, right? So we Mm -hmm. are in a time and circumstances that necessity is putting some pressure on us to come up with new ideas, new ways of being, and therefore new ways and then new ways of doing things. And so there's going to definitely be some good come out of this. And I think that that ability to adapt and to 
as you mentioned about envisioning your future, creating our future now in our mind, what we would like to see happen, having that intent is, is a huge part of creating the future that we want to live in. And I know that our guest today is going to talk to us mm. a little bit about that as well. Yes, yes. And, and before we move there, I forgot to say something to you mm. right from the beginning. I did not neglect my 10-pound dumbbell. I just want you to know <laughs> my 10-pound dumbbell has a twin. Very good. They are very, very happy, just like us having our birthday my 10 pounds on bell has an identical twin and they are very <laughs> happy together and i visit them on a regular basis and i am expecting to level up when it comes to what two 10 pound dumbbells can do for me as Perfect. opposed to one i'm expecting double double the results excellent and as we go as we move on and move over to our amazing guest today there are so many dimensions to what he has to offer mm-hmm. i i listened intently when we were interviewing and, and speaking with him. And I will continue to listen to what Jacob has to say, because I know that he has a vibration that we can all benefit from. Right. And, and, and he's going to share, I, and he's gonna, I believe he's going to share some resources with us mm. as well that people can, exactly. can get a hold of and, and, and use to help them through these times. So precisely what I was talking about. Yes. Excellent. And I Excellent. guess we will, we will use that audible, play that audible, mm. <laughs> include that in this episode. So yes. listen, listen up <laughs> because yep. we're going to be giving you a treat. You got it. All right, let's <laughs> head on over and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, let's go. Be you study. Be more at ease in your communication so you too can have conversations worth having. What is Be You Study? A private online room to rehearse impromptu speaking, receive instant feedback, and achieve quick results, and feel confident that no one is laughing unless you're telling a joke. Plug in anytime, anywhere. Study with seasoned pros. Access your customized feedback. Then speak with ease and build amazing relationships. Dr. Energy, do you remember the fairy tale where... Is it the Wicked Witch who says mirror, mirror, or is it Cinderella that says mirror, mirror on the wall? Who says that? Sleeping Beauty, the witch in Sleeping oh, Beauty. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I was thinking of how funny that is because there's that voice in my head about that mirror, mirror on the wall. But I never <laughs> imagined when I would have that tone in my head that I would see you. so what i want to say is we're really in for a major treat tonight because Mm. you really never know who's looking at you and you never know who's looking at you 15 years later that's for sure i would like to take the opportunity to introduce our awesome guest tonight and i'll tell you a little bit about jacob first and then i'll throw in a little some personal stuff at the before, yes, yeah. I was I was hoping that you would do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> so all of life is a quest to make sense of one's own life experiences, which leads us to greater understanding of ourselves and of life itself. Indeed, all of our life experiences mirror how we think and feel about ourselves and the world around us. Mm. The pursuit of happiness and satisfaction in one's own life becomes the push to expand self-awareness and bring greater fulfillment in life. As Jacob states, my own quest to make sense of my personal life started in 1986, which eventually led me to write a book in 2007 titled Mirror, Mirror. Tell me who I am. <laughs> During the years between and in the years since then, Jacob went through several complete teardowns, which upon deep self-reflection helped Jacob to come to the realization that he creates his own experiences and that he also has the power to change them. <laughs> Every teardown and rebuild continue to validate Jacob's understandings and provide him with even deeper understandings of life. Jacob now dedicates his life to helping others make sense of their own life experiences so they can find joy and fulfillment in life. Mm -hmm. Your energy, what yeah. can you add to that? Well, I've known Jacob hmm, 15 or 16 years now, and the book of which you mentioned and the sort of the play on the mirror mirror that we were talking about at the beginning is I got to be the model, if you will, on mm -hmm. the cover of Jacob's book. And, um, it, and being able to be a part of the book and having read the book many times, I have obviously a signed copy. Thank you, Jacob. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it just, it's a really great roadmap to discovering ourselves and creating our life on an everyday basis um, by being connected to who we truly are. And Jacob really lives that in his life on an everyday basis. And, you know, he, he's definitely one of those people who walks his talk and uh, the integrity and authenticity that he exhibits uh, daily is uh, really amazing. And I really respect him for that. Well, I can't wait oh, to get you. our show on the road and mm -hmm. start talking to Jacob. Jacob, welcome to BU welcome. Podcast Network. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I have a question. What made you choose Dr. Joe as a model? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've known Joe actually Joe we've known each other uh, for longer than 15 years I believe it was 2002 so it's almost uh, oh my God, there you go. 19 years yeah. okay yeah 18 19 years anyway um, um, I don't know Joe and I uh, we have this connection uh, just feels like an old soul mm. and uh, we can share um, you know, all sorts of stuff and go into very deep conversations mm -hmm. and uh, we connected a, at a deep level. So, um, yeah, it just seemed very natural. Uh, and he was uh, uh, very interested in my work and it just seems like, seemed like the right thing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you don't well, have to ask him to be uh, on the cover of my book. 
Well, Joe, now, if you think about it, you can mm -hmm. say you were on the cover, but have you been in the centerfold? Oh, sorry. Another, that's another, <laughs> that's another book. That's a different excuse kind me. of, that's a magazine, not a book. <laughs> right. excuse, me, excuse me, excuse me. Back to the book. What I'm really interested in, I was looking through some things, and I would like to know, when you talk about creating what you desire, can you share a little bit about how you could explain that, that we can do that? So um, uh, early on in my life, uh, back in 80, no, it was 86, I had this, this sense that I can't make sense of, of my life. I need to figure this out. Um, and there was this uh, underlying question, why do I exist? Who am I? Why do I exist? And it's almost as if an answer to that question, everything got kicked out from under me. And I went through this process of realizing that um, I create my own experiences because what I saw was my mind, in my mind, I was repeating the same patterns over and over again. And I thought to myself, uh, one moment I realized, wait a minute, if I have the power to create that, I also have the power to change it. Mm -hmm. And that starts with the mind. So. I said, I'm the type of person, I don't wait for New Year's to make a resolution. <laughs> it's going to change here and it's going to change now. And what was very interesting was maintaining a razor sharp focus allowed me to uh, shift from the things that used to uh, hold me down and life started to change. You know, uh, I don't know if I'm, I mentioned this, but virtually every part of my life got kicked out from under me in 1990, 1990, 91. And as soon as I started to make that shift mentally, uh, all the things that were kicked out all start to line up again. And it was like, wow. So that, that was only one component of it. Yes. So, so uh, uh, four years went by and the bottom fell out again and it was like what's going on and i was in a lot of fear again for for a second time and then when I, it took me about three years to come out of that cycle and when i did i realized i was very angry and i thought to myself where's all this anger coming from and as i calmed down and as i was walking through that emotion i realized wait a minute there's something else i missed and that is uh, this very vital component uh, called emotions and feelings. <laughs> and what I realized is this, we're born into this world, we're given hopefully five senses and uh, the ability to think and the ability to feel and we're told, go figure it out. Mm -hmm. and and you'd say figure what out and that that was typically what i asked you know figure what out um it's so slowly that picture started to emerge and i began to realize these are the tools that were given really uh, at the end of the day uh, you can take everything else away but you're left with these tools and these are the tools that we use to navigate through life and try and understand and put the picture uh, or a jigsaw puzzle, as I'd like to call it, put it mm. together and make sense of it. And uh, so I realized that this, the emotions and feelings were another very important component. And so my philosophy started to 
uh, gel around that, that we actually create our experiences based on how we think of ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and also the world around us. And we have the power to change that by simply shifting that awareness or how we feel and that changes our experience as well and it was very um, and to me um, I apply those things right away and I could see the shifts happening in my life and so that's how I, I, I create my experience and I look at the things that aren't working and I look at it and say so why isn't this working I look at at how my what my beliefs are, how I choose to look at something or how I choose to feel about something or somebody or even myself. And uh, I have the ability to change that. And as soon as I change it, the experience changes. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a wonderful experience in that, in that way. You really turned things around with your mindset. And I like when you said you don't wait for anything. So that would explain maybe change in crisis and the words that I see in terms of what you use in the book. So waiting is not the thing that you do. You no. are acting correct that's correct yeah it's yeah. not in my my personality to wallow in in anything for any length of time um i usually uh i've learned now to um as soon as i uh, there's a new experience or something changes to first of all ask the question of myself so what is the learning in this and keep my senses open to the learning in in the experience and as a result i'm i'm able to quickly uh, learn what it is i'm i'm what's before me and um, move on to the next experience after that so where it used to take years when i first started i can literally go through an experience in well again depending on how uh, you know, uh, in depth it is. Uh, some some could be within a matter of days. Others could be a matter of months, and uh, and I'm done with it. You have an uh, internal nine one one team that comes in, a tribe that comes in and rescues you immediately. You rescue yourself and you go right on to the next thing. I can almost envision that. That's right. Yeah. Well, I um, I, I believe that uh, we create all these experiences, and life says. Um, there's, a, uh, there's some learning in all of this, and that is uh, when you try and fix it, you also understand the mechanism of life, you know, and, and its purpose. Uh, and so that was, to me, a, a huge thing to be able to uh, tune into what is this learning. And as I opened the door more and more, uh, there was more and more awareness that came in and... Um, yeah. Uh, so what I understood uh, through my experience was we're searching for our true identity. Mm -hmm. we're, uh, we uh, have been playing hide and seek with ourselves. And we <laughs> hid our identity and then uh, we came into this world uh, uh, with five senses and the ability to think and the ability to feel and the task in front of us is to go figure it out but for most of us we don't remember that we're on a quest and so uh, we carry on and then life comes and says uh, are you happy are you satisfied 
Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, there, for reasons that only we know, uh, mostly fear or sometimes laziness, uh, we choose not to act. And then uh, there's more reminders. Life comes along and says, are you happy? Are you satisfied? And we choose to ignore it and ignore it. And eventually, uh, it becomes a crisis. And then life says, you've got a choice. Here you're at a crossroads. You're going to either follow the old path or you can choose another path. It's up to you. And I remember um, making many of those choices. And I'm, I said to myself, no, I'm going to sit here and wait for, I don't know what, but I <laughs> sit here and wait. And then uh, at some point you say, okay, enough is enough. Mm. And we all get to that place and then we say, okay, I'm going to do something about it in right now. And so that was my experience. Well, you said, you mentioned the word fire and I'm looking at how you mentioned in your book in the very beginning in the introduction. I also remember sitting around campfires with my father gazing at the star filled sky and wondering out loud what really lay out there in the universe so you talk about fires and, and you have the experience of being out in nature with campfires. How did right. this inspire you? You know, um, I was um, at a very early age, I was awestruck by the, the immensity and the magnificence of life. And the more, as I grew uh, older and as I spent more time, even looking at the simple things in nature, you know, looking at the insects, the flowers, and, and really focusing. And I, I have an interest in uh, uh, macro photography. And when I zoom into uh, 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 whether it's a uh, whether it's an insect or whether it's a uh, a flower or a whatever, I see the intricacies of creation. And I'm just blown away. And it it really humbles me uh, that there's this great intelligence that flows through all of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're all a part of it. And uh, we're we're trying to understand. And sometimes we get so caught up in the everyday uh, rush, you know, to pay the bills that we forget to stop and and appreciate these little things and mm. and, and this is life's way of again um, pausing us to uh, to take uh, time out to appreciate and understand um, all the things around us right it's it's interesting you know that you say how from a young age you were awestruck by the immensity of the universe and everything. I, I found for myself I kind of started the other way with with the with the sciences. I was always amazed by like I love chemistry was all right, but I always loved biology and physics and understanding the fundamentals of the universe and wanting to know how things worked or why they worked. And there was and through school, there, I always thought like study. I got to study more. I got to study more. But there was always something missing until I came to. Um, my what got me started on the path in chiropractic was a chiropractor saying to me that there's this inborn intelligence that we all have that's a piece of the universe in all of us that that organizes all of all of who we are and all of the the physical aspects of ourselves and right. and and it's what our our biology biology our chemistry our the physics of the world align to and i was like oh that's the piece that I've been looking for. And that's 
what really started me on the path to chiropractic and understanding that when we can help as a chiropractor, when I can help people get more in touch with who they really are, their life changes. And, and they start to wake, like you say, wake up to the fact of we have these feelings and emotions and the power of our mind to create a reality, to hold multiple perspectives in our life rather than getting stuck in one single perspective. That's right. I'm looking at something that really hits home to me and you have a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us why you have to, I, I'll, I won't tell you the big long story, but. I, hummingbird means something to me, very, very personal, very important. My husband and I met over a hummingbird, but can you share with us, that's on the back of your book, right? If you could share why you have that hummingbird there. So I'm, again, watching a hummingbird uh, flap its wing. It's this tiny little bird, uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and it beats it swings, uh, I forget, several thousand times a minute. And, uh, and, and yet it feeds on nectar. And it's this amazing bird. It's totally fearless. It can fly backward, sideways, upward, down, forward, like no other bird can. And it was it's so amazing. And I just love the color, uh, colors on, on the feathers. And uh, they're just such gregarious uh, creatures. And uh, uh, yeah, it just appealed to me. Um, mm. Yeah, it's. Um, Did you take that photo of that hummingbird? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, just because you said you I you take. You, I you, do. Yeah, I do, but I not that particular one. I don't uh, take that particular one. I didn't. Yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about when you wrote the book thir- in 2007. Correct. Right. Okay, so from the time you wrote the book till now, what has gone on with that book for you? Have is it something that? Oh, I'll just let you answer the question. All right. So um, I wrote the book uh, and uh, attempted to get it out into the world. Uh, there's also a companion audio tool that I created uh, that, that goes with that book. Um, so I, I attempted to take it out into the world, but then I realized at that point, despite all of the effort that I put out, that the timing wasn't right. Uh, the world simply wasn't ready for it. You know, I mean, I've mm-hmm. gone through that phase myself. I've been given certain things and mm-hmm. I just set it aside and it's like, what the heck is this stuff? And then set it aside and then, Life uh, puts me through the ringer, and then uh, out of desperation, I look at it and say, wow, this was sitting right in front of me, and I, yeah. I didn't even know it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I decided not to put it aside. But uh, what actually happened was right after that, in 2008, 2009, the bottom got kicked out again. And basically, my spirit said to me, get rid of everything no attachments to anything at all. I had mm-hmm. to walk away from absolutely everything. And I was literally living out of boxes. And I think I had three or four boxes and that was it. And uh, I was moved to Ottawa. And um, and I remember saying to myself, why am I being shuttled off to a gulag? It felt like being mm-hmm. shuttled off to a Siberia gulag. or something. <laughs> Siberia, exactly. But uh, but um, what ensued after that was uh, a total teardown. Um, so what I understand is that um, for 
when we are born into this world, we are given this ego identity and that's what we work with. But at some point, um, we, it becomes a limitation and we're mm. asked, we're prodded to go beyond that. And part of that um, is you go through this process of what I call surrender of the ego. And um, it, it, you come to a place where um, you realize the ego uh, has the ego identity has limitations, and mm. that. Uh, but the ego is so strong and well not given. And I remember going through this this whole thing with the buck. You know, I, I used all of my savings to um, to put out this book and mm. uh, and then came short and. Uh, I remember having this conversation. So I, I do a lot of meditation. So in quiet meditation, you know, I was having this dialogue back and forth with myself. I guess there was a part of me, that, uh, a higher part of me talking to the ego self and this dialogue was going back and forth. So the conversation went something like, um, I've done everything that I can think of, everything that I can figure I need to do and still came up short. And now what do you have to say? <laughs> and it was like nothing. So, and then it was uh, the other part of me said, so now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. So, <laughs> so, so uh, from that point on, um, the ego self uh, realized its limitation and said, I don't know enough uh, and I'd better uh, listen to that inner voice that's inside. Um, so learning to trust that inner voice, which is, which I call my soul uh, mm -hmm. or my higher consciousness. And uh, it, it was, uh, it took a long time to trust, but uh, you know, it was like one step at a time and it was right. like, uh, see, um, there's nothing to worry about and it is in fact higher guidance and it was very clear and uh, little by little all the things start to fall into place and it took uh, it's taken 12 years now and it was uh, last fall I remember again sitting in meditation and it was like isn't it time for you to take this book out into the world again <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough shortly after that joe asked me um <sighs> would you like to do a uh, podcast i'm doing recording some podcasts so there was that perfect opportunity you know me being ready the universe lining that up uh with you and joe and so That's here we are that is a beautiful story that really is where would you like to see it go from here you know, I, um, I, uh, I put it out there and uh, to the extent that people uh, want me to go out there and share that, you know, I'm happy to do it. But I, I've, I'm totally uh, detached from where that's going to go. That was very, it's a huge contrast from the time back mm -hmm. in 2007 and 2008. I, I had very distinct ideas of where it was going and how I was going to do it and all of that stuff. And I realized that's very much all ego mind. So I've just sort of set that aside and it's like, I'll go wherever the need is, wherever mm -hmm. I'm directed. I will trust yes. that and yes. just go with it. And so, so much has, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Catherine. Yep. And so much has changed since you wrote the book until now and how this book yeah. will be put out into 
the internet mm-hmm. based on us talking about it compared to then, right? Pushing right. out information or right. releasing information then versus re-releasing it now. It, right. it is at the speed at which you like now. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, considering what's happening in the world today, you know, I just feel that, you know, that it's the world is more open to right. perhaps listening and um, you know uh, working with that. Um, so the tool that I created, uh, the I was just going to ask you that. You were reading right. my mind. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so um, in my uh, through my experience back in uh, 1990, when everything got kicked out from under me, I was in a I, I went into depression, of course. But there was a part of me that knew. Um, I had to work with it myself. I never sought any medical attention, medical uh, help or anything, but I knew intuitively I needed to go inward. And so, Mm. uh, but I didn't consciously know what that meant. But um, what I found was that I was constantly shooting off into the future. What if, what if, what if? Mm. And I, again, that was part of the patterning and I caught myself, you know, doing that and I said to myself wait a minute tomorrow isn't here yet the next minute isn't here yet why are you out there come right back so I'd catch myself and bring myself every time I was shooting off into the future I'd bring myself right back and it was a very tough uh, thing to do but you know it was a way of breaking that pattern uh, and it and I did that for four years and then came out the other side of the depression Right. And and then I realized that's, again, depression is, uh, regardless of what science thinks of it, uh, what I understood was it's life's way of saying, slow down. Uh, there's something much more important here that you came into this earth for. Uh, you're going to put you in this paused state so you can figure that out. So anyway, um, what I realized was... Uh, the, the memories of past experiences, whether it's uh, mostly unpleasant stuff, again, right. it's in memory, and all it takes is for something to trigger it, and the anxiety starts, and then the right. mind goes, and by calming the mind and calming the emotions, then you can settle in, and that was when I had that clarity to figure out, hey, this is all my creation, and I... Um, allowed these things to happen and I also have the power to change it and that comes in that moment of clarity so I realized when I came out the other side I looked at it and realized wait a minute this is really no different for any of us human beings on this planet Um, and I felt up to that point um, that I didn't even though there were things that I could do there was somebody copying your work and it was like where's the integrity but then um, when i came upon this information this uh, understanding i realized wait a minute this is something very unique it's my experience something Mm -hmm. that i went through that i can share and i can talk about it with conviction because i lived it and walked it and i and i can also and i've also created this tool which um, so what I realized was uh, emotions, uh, unresolved emotions, they just sit there and fester in, the, in memory. And again, it's energy. And okay. using laws of physics, uh, you can't destroy energy, you have to change its state. 
Right. And um, so early on, I had a, an inclination toward sound. And mm. so I started to work with sound and I created these, um, these uh, tones uh, uh, using eight crystal bowls uh, representing each of the chakras. And uh, the, the eighth one was actually the F sharp. So it's the higher consciousness um, as well. So that track is uh, approximately 47 minutes but it actually the way it works is it i i introduce a lower frequency to mm -hmm. gently bring up the unresolved stuff the stuff that we don't know how to deal with and we sweep under the rug so i gently bring those things up to the surface and the very the next part of that cycle which is every cycle is about six uh, seconds long. The first half is three seconds. I bring that up and then the next I, I switch to the higher frequency and and this goes on for 45 minutes and it switches from both uh, sides of the brain, the hemispheres of the brain. So it balances both hemispheres of the brain. And what we found was it immediately calms you down and so this is part of my work with Joe. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Joe helped me uh, yeah. to acquire a uh, EEG and we did a whole bunch of testing. And so what we found was within the first three minutes, it drops you into Delta. So where the conscious mind would struggle, uh, it'll put you to sleep. So mm -hmm. you don't struggle. And then it's actually putting you into Theta, which is um, when we have deep, uh, when we have REM sleep, we're actually processing all the the different brainwave frequencies. Yeah. Yep. Yes. The emotions that, that we've uh, faced through the day and then resolve it and put it into long-term or short-term memory. So we saw that, that, uh, that uh, the, the tones were inducing theta frequencies for about 25 to 30 minutes. Right. And then at the end of that, it was inducing alpha, which was clarity. That's that state when you wake up in the morning you yes. have that aha uh, inspirations, you know, and so it drops you into that alpha state in the last uh, several, I think it's 12 minutes or so. I think it was and, yeah. And it brings you clarity. So what I, what I uh, consciously do with that CD when I work with that is to set an intent, to use the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. So you engage yes. the mind to maintain a focus on what it is you're working with and then uh, allow the sound frequencies to bring up the unresolved emotions and and to balance them and once they've been balanced there's no reason for them to go down to the lower state this is what i found unless you haven't learned something from that experience because that resolution state brings you clarity on what is the next step you need to do and if you choose not to act on it then you haven't resolved it right <laughs> so right. yeah so uh yeah so that's the way it works so Jacob, I'm, I love this, what you're doing and what you're talking about. So for our audience who might want to know how to purchase this or have this, what, what do you recommend they do? How do they get in touch with the, they, the artist? They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could contact me at uh, jacob at one-terra.net, the email. Uh, and uh, that's probably the best way to reach me. Okay, that's that's so cool. That is really so awesome mm -hmm. that you have these vibrations out there. And especially now at this moment, how important it is to, no matter how many years later that you, you've, you've created this, that it's so pertinent and so important. This work 
will live. It's a legacy. Thank you. I, it's yeah. in, you know you said about how the world is you know open to to the to these concepts and working in in this way with energy and and the emotions and everything. I would actually go so far as to say more than it open there people are thirsting for this knowledge even if they don't know it right. they're thirsting to work with these things and to feel more whole more connected um especially in this the you know in the moment uh, in our the moment in history that we're in right now with the physical distancing uh people need to really feel though that connection to themselves and to each other even more so right, right. now what I hear more and more of is that there's a lot of people experiencing anxiety attacks. And yeah. this is something that uh, the CD will actually help people to really calm the emotions and calm the mind and to leave them in a, in a peaceful state. Uh, and it's something once you, you change that pattern, uh, mm -hmm. you can go back to that. You, you'll know that whenever you're in a state of uh, anxiety, you can you've got that tool available and it'll put you into that centered, right. balanced, calm space. And you know, the amazing thing that I found with that too, I mean, I use it almost virtually every day. Uh, all these years I've used it and mm. I use it to go deeper and deeper. Yep. Uh, There's so many uses. In fact, it can you it can help you with meditation. Uh, right. It'll put you into theta, which is that meditative state, yep. but there's so many other uh, benefits to it. But, Primarily at this point, uh, it can really calm the emotions and calm the mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I found was uh, if there's um, stuff that's um, what I call s superficial or stuff mm -hmm. on the surface that happens every day, casual stuff, not our core issues, but the right. casual stuff, uh, one uh, one uh, cycle of that, like listen to it once, yep. generally uh, diffuses that unresolved emotion because basically it's a memory of something that's is stuck in, in, uh, in memory and right. it just sits there and, and keeps churning. Right. And once you change its state, there's nothing then to excite it anymore. Right. So that's how that works. Okay. So definitely by going into theta and delta, we definitely do not want to listen to this driving or operating Absolutely. heavy machinery yep. or anything Absolutely. like that, right? You want to that's be correct. Yes. in a calm place, maybe even before listening to it, to go out, drift off to, to bed to sleep with, right? Yes. In fact, uh, you can put earbuds on and, and go to sleep. Uh, and this is one of the things because it induces Delta. Yeah. Uh, you can actually put it on and go to sleep. But of course, people uh, have to remember, you know, you have to uh, watch your caffeine intake after yes. a certain time because, you know, that your body, your physiology reacts in a certain right, way right. to these uh, things that you put into the body. Again, uh, uh, watching uh, uh, exciting or scary stuff on TV right. before you go to bed. These are all things that keep your mind alert. So yeah. we have to change some of those things as well. Yes. And then on top of that, if there's stuff over and above that, that that you require sleep, you can put that on and actually will induce sleep. So yes. um, that's one of the other benefits of this uh, CD. Awesome. It would be it would be amazing to play actually ten seconds or five seconds of that in our in our podcast. Uh, if you go to the website uh, diffusioncd.com, there's a little clip there that okay. you can listen to. Uh, awesome. Give you a sample of what that sounds like. It's not music by any no. by any stretch of the imagination. No, definitely not. It is tones, um, and it's sound frequencies. Thing. So the thing to remember is uh, uh, 
to play the uh, the tracks softly. Yes. You have to play it super soft because what happens is the conscious mind says, "What the heck is this?" And mm-hmm. I've done, it's happened to me, and I and I it's it's like it's trying to intervene, saying, "Do you really want to bring that up?" And yes. uh, no, this is by design. We're going there to pick up the unresolved stuff and bring it up to the surface right. and clear it out. It's so um, play it softly so it doesn't irritate. Um, right. Because it often, sometimes it comes out as an irritation when the and the conscious mind says, "Enough of this." It yeah, comes out, out as an irritation. Yes, I'm out mm-hmm. of here. Um, so play it super soft because uh, you're using earbuds. You're introducing that sound to mm-hmm. both hemispheres of the brain. The brain automatically picks it up. Yes. So uh, that's good. Now, what happens sometimes, and I, I got to caution you, sometimes because if the emotions are very, very strong, uh, it can. you might w- wake up uh, out of that uh, during that yes. uh, recording and you may feel anxious and to remember to simply breathe uh, in rhythm with that the tones right. it, like i said it's every six seconds and if you can breathe in and out in rhythm with that before you know it the mind calms down again and by the end of the session that whole issue is completely resolved yes. so uh just just uh wanted to remind you of that I will remind my husband of that next time he walks away from me when I'm talking to him and I'm going to tell him to breathe and that way he doesn't walk out the door. I love this piece of advice. Right. And, and you know, this is something that I often tell my kids as well. When, whenever you're feeling anxious and if, if you don't have access to the diffusion CD or anything like that, simply breathe, follow your breath in, take a deep mm-hmm. breath, follow the breath and focus on that breath and then mm-hmm. exhale and follow that breath. And you do it three times. And what happens is it disengages the mind. And it's like, oh, it's quiet. Mm. And, and that's all it takes. So, it, and, and once you break that pattern, because we've been so accustomed to just going with it, you know, and allowing the mind to just run amok. Um, every time you stop and do that breathing, you're changing the pattern. And before you know it, you're calm. Right. All of the parents homeschooling right now need to know this. Yes, absolutely. Yes. For the children, for, for the, the ch- family. For themselves, yes. 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 And for themselves, exactly. Yeah. That's yes. right. Such an important tool, an important piece of information that everybody may think they know, but to be reminded and to have you express it and explain it like that is so valuable. Great. That is so great to hear. Oh, we could talk forever. I have all these questions. I'm like, I want to hear this tone now, but I guess this is not the time because we're interviewing you. But what I'd like to do is, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to hear it in the background. So yeah, we, you could uh, listen to that, uh, the sample uh, that you're Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It'll be in the podcast. Audience, It'll be in the actual podcast. Yep. Yeah. Our audience is going to want to run to that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Let, let me ask you, we have this part of our of our podcast where we call it the BU final moment. And it's what we have received, or I don't know if take away are two good words, but what we have been given to one another through this conversation, as we say, conversations worth having. Right. Would you be able to, so you can do it because you said you like to do things very quickly. Share with <laughs> us what your BU final moment is. <laughs> No, I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity for me to take my work out into the world again and to share it with other people because uh, I I realize uh, people need 
help at this time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so I'm very grateful to the universe and to you, Joe, and uh, you, Catherine, uh, for this opportunity for me to bring this out again 12 years later and mm-hmm. uh, share it with the world. And that's what's foremost uh, in my mind at this time. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Who would have known that the divine timing at this moment, that what you have is everything that everyone needs at hmm. this time. Yeah. So thank you. Your work was way ahead of itself and we'll all benefit from that. Dr. Energy, can you yes. share your BU final moment with us? The, the theme that's really, I don't know if it's awakened or it's just seeming to come to the forefront more right now is about service. And, and a lot of what Jacob you've been talking about is, is putting this out there in service of humanity um, and just putting it out there and allowing people to get a sense of it and become more aware of who they are. And I think that this is what's really needed in our in our world at this time is, is to be of service to ourselves, not so much to ourselves, but to each other and help each other out any way that we can. So I want to thank you for uh, being aware of those messages that it was time to bring this out again. Synchronicities, as they say. Synchronicities, exactly, exactly. And Catherine, how about you? What's your what's coming up for you? What do you what would you like to share at the end? My be final moment, what really impresses me is how Jacob speaks about teardowns mm. and how this word transformed into building people up. Right. And the complete transformation from something that happened again and again or over again, I don't, however many times it happened in your life, you come out on top. And here we are 12 years later. What a bridge that is from then to now. Hmm. And you made something tremendous out of it. Maybe you didn't know it at that time, but it feels for me right now that this is a high point. That's how it feels for me, that there's a high point here. And I want to thank you so much for sharing so much of this with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun speaking with you. Mm -hmm. And likewise. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. All righty. Well, to everybody out there, go check it out, diffusioncd.com or mirrormirrorbook.com and start really connecting to who you are. And remember to be bold. The universe Mm -hmm. is listening. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring. Tell your friends about conversations worth having on BU Network. We really appreciate your reviews, and you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. For show notes and links, go to www.b-u.network forward slash podcasts. Connect with us via our website, www.b-u.network, and build a relationship with us. Sign up to receive information, updates, and your free video training at www.b-u.network forward slash pro. 
We're looking forward to hearing from you. And thank you for being with us. Ciao. Ciao, babies.